Ryan Lone Star Gunners. Welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. And I am your host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for being here. I hope everybody had a wonderful new year. Uh, I hope that uh, your Christmas was fantastic. I hope you got lots of guns and ammo. Uh, I even hope that you all got some range time. Uh, but now it's back to work. We have a lot going on. Um, I kind of had egg on my face after last uh, episode because I had recorded it before the bump stock ban and I had brought up the bump stock ban and how it had not yet come to fruition. And I uh, I made some I made some guesses as to what was going to happen, none of which happened because the very next day, uh, the Department of Justice came out and banned all bump stocks. And, well, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that still seem to believe that this is some magical 4D underwater blindfolded chess move designed by the Trump administration to go after, to, to, to ban bump stocks and then have this, the courts come in and be our rescuers. And it's, it's just, it's brilliant, it's genius, and if that doesn't happen, then bump stocks are stupid anyway. And that's very, very destructive. That is, that is it completely beyond the point. I know that this is old news. Uh, this is, comes as a shock to nobody. Um, but here is the problem. We had a gun control, massive gun control enacted in at the stroke of a pen it was unilaterally done so without congressional approval and it, let, let's be honest here even if congress had done it it would just be it would be just as bad um, but it at, i guess at least if you want to look for some silver lining then congress had to approve it which means that um, as a representative body then i guess we the people did it but i don't buy into the whole social contract crap um it, the, this, the Second Amendment doesn't grant us anything. It's the uh, it's the fact that it is rooted in our natural life, uh, natural right to life, that we have the the right to bear arms, and that doesn't mean that we have the right to bear a handgun. It means that we have the right to bear whatever tool we deem necessary to defend our life, our liberty, and our property from any entity, no matter what that may be. Since we are not fortune tellers, we should have the uh, we should have the ability to access any weapon that we deem suitable to prepare ourselves for the most substantial threat that we could possibly imagine facing. And since that happens to be, in, for me personally, the most substantial threat that I can imagine facing is the U.S. government, not that I think that it will happen, but I think that because there is a non-zero percent chance of it happening, um, that I should be able to protect myself with the same weapons that uh, I defended myself with when I was in the military. But uh, people fail to people think otherwise. Apparently, uh, so uh, what I want to do is I don't know how many of y'all actually had a chance to read this, but the uh, the the final rule that came out regarding the bump stock ban. And there's a lot of very telling information in this, some of which is very, very bad uh, for us as gun rights advocates. There, uh, th- there's stuff in here that 
it, it kind of makes you want to just say, you know what, I don't want to live in this country anymore. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is still the greatest country in the world, and there is no place better. But it just, it's so disheartening to look at this and, and dissect it as, as this unilateral bureaucrat rule that is introduced that now has, uh, even in their own report, they say, well, any manufacturers of bump stocks um, like Slidefire is going to go out of business because of the fact that this was one of their top selling products. Um, now that's not guaranteed that they're going to go out and they, they've gone out of business. They already have. Um, but it's just, it, it's disheartening to, to, to read, uh, this report and I'm not going to read all of it cause it's 157 pages, but I'm going to go over the highlights of it. That should be some key takeaways as to, uh, as to what exactly is, the justification, quote-unquote, behind the bump stock ban. Um, Looking at, uh, dissecting this, according to the report, there were 185,446 total comments during the uh, review period of the proposed rule at the time. Uh, We posted this several times up. We encouraged everybody and anybody to go up and post uh, and post post their opposition to it. Uh, Many people did so. Um, In fact, there were over 66,000 comments of people who opposed it. But 66,000 is not a majority out of 185,000. Here is the breakdown according to the report. There were 185,446 total comments. Of those, 119,264 were in favor of the rule to ban bump stocks, and 66,182 opposed it. Of the 119,000 that supported it, uh, 14,618 submitted form letters from... uh, from organizations, basically, hey, cut and paste this, put it in your comment. Uh, 51,454 submitted petition signatures from organizations um, saying, hey, sign this petition and oppose bump stocks. And then 53,192 posted unique comments. And here I'm going to kind of go through some of the highlights of these. They... uh, they're not they're they're not all that great. So, uh, if you, I'm gonna post the link to this uh, in show notes. I'll also post it up on our Facebook page one more time, and you can kind of go through this on page 24. Um, it's talking about of the uh, of the comments. It, it gives some generalized uh, generalized comment summaries. So, just as a for instance. Uh, Many of the unique comments used repetitious declarations of support or single-sentence phrase declaring, in essence, one, ban bump stocks now, or I support a ban. Two, common sense gun reform or gun control now. Uh, Three, bump stocks should be outlawed. Or four, I fully support this proposed rule. Others supporting the rule expressed disbelief as to how such devices were legal. 
and that it seemed to be a, quote, no-brainer, especially after Las Vegas, to prevent anyone from possessing an item that allows the, shoot, allows the shooter to inflict mass carnage. Several comments stated that they were present at or knew people who were directly affected by the Las Vegas shooting and an urged finalization of the proposed rule on bump stock devices. Some commenters identified as active or former military, while others individuals noted their support of prohibition on bump stock devices, while identifying as gun owners and gun enthusiasts, strong supporters of the Second Amendment, no they're not, or members of a particular pro-gun interest group. For instance, one commenter wrote, quote, As an FFL, Federal Firearms Licensee Dealer, gun owner and collector, I am writing to support the ban on the sale of bump stocks. Another explained that he has been an, a member of the National Rifle Association for over 30 years and loves hunting and shooting but believes, quote, there is zero justification for bump stocks because the only thing bump stocks are good for is creating a kill zone. Now, uh, it goes in, in in this report and generalizes specific reasons. So it goes in, uh, this section is threat to public safety. Um, this section here uh, is, it's, content, it's consistent with the intent of the National Firearms Act. Um, it is constitutional under the Second Amendment for some reason. Um, and it just kind of goes in and delves down into specific categories of support and also does the same for opposition. Uh, but I kind of want to get into this. And um, here is, and, and then it, it gives the department's response. So um, here is one, uh, section three under uh, comments that support it. Uh, consistent with the intent of the National Firearms Act. More than 27,000 of the supporting comments urged issuance of the final rule because bump stock type devices and other similar conversion devices were meant to circumvent the regu re restrictions of the NFA and the GCA, which is the Gun Control Act, as bump stock, bump stock type devices enable shooters to transform their guns into automatic weapons. Some commenters asserted that it is useless to have a law against automatic weapons yet allow manufacturers to legally produce and sell an item with the sole purpose of turning a firearm into an automatic weapon. Many of these commenters also stated that bump stock type devices violate the spirit of the law and that it is a loophole that should be closed by the ATF as quickly as possible. Further, at least 1,675 of the supporting comments stated that the proposed rule is consistent with the purposes of the NFA and the intent of Congress. Specifically, these commenters opine that the regulation, quote, enforces machine guns laws that date back many decades, and that it will leave a dr the same dramatic benefit originally intended by those foundational laws. Here is the department's response to that section. The department acknowledges supporters' comments that bump stock type devices were meant to circumvent the restrictions of the NFA and GCA. Prior to this rule, the ATF issued clarification letters that determined that some bump stock type devices were not, quote, machine guns as defined by the NFA. These decisions, however, did not in include extensive legal analysis as described in Part 3. Upon re-examining these classifications, this final rule prom promulgates definitions for the terms, quote, single function of the trigger, 
and automatically. As those terms are used by the statutory definition of machine gun, the ATF believes that these definitions represent the best interpretation of the statute. Therefore, uh, recognizing that bump stock type devices used with a sing- with a semi-automatic firearm enables to shoot sh- the shooter to shoot automatically more than one shot by a single function of the trigger the pr- the purpose of the rule is to clarify that such devices are machine guns under the NFA that's just one of many of these uh, categories um and it's 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 disheartening um, especially whenever you, you do the percentages and you realize that um, of all of the commenters, 64.3% of them supported it and only 35.7% of the comments opposed it. And um, so I, I'm g- going to go into the opposition here. Um, 66,182 comments opposed it and 40,806 were form letters from uh, the National Association for Gun Rights. Uh, 25,874 of those 40,000 were paper petitions and 14,932 were essentially cut and paste replies. Um, The remaining 25,376 of these 66,000 were unique comments. And here here is what's really infuriating is that they they do not acknowledge the uh the the they do not acknowledge that this violates the second amendment in fact they say exactly the opposite um a total of 66,182 comments were received were received that opposed the rule many commenters identified as lawyers judges industry groups or members of law enforcement or the military There were several commenters who said they did not own or had no interest in owning bump stock type devices, but still objected to the rule on various grounds, including that it is unconstitutional and only punishes law-abiding owners of bump stock devices. Of the 25,376 comments individually submitted, 12,636 were form letters, the remaining were unique comments. A majority of these commenters raised specific detailed objections to the agencies proposed and the premise upon which the regulation is based. Whereas several hundred of the unique comments were, li- were limited to a few sentences opposing the, the regulation without further detail. Um, basically, no ban is necessary, individual Second Amendment rights, blah, blah, blah. Department's response... Um, obviously it goes against that, uh, but here's the one in particular. This is the, the section that says of the ones that oppose the rule, they're claiming it violates the second amendment. Um, the, let's see here of the 16,000, uh, of the comments opposed, opposed the rule on the grounds that it violates the second amendment of those. So many used a form letter stating that the quote, Regulations dismiss Second Amendment protections by appealing to the Heller Court decision. And this is where I think we really, really screwed the pooch, and I'll get into that in a minute. But the Supreme Court trumps the, uh, but the Constitution trumps the Supreme Court, so when the Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, 
any limitation on the right for law-abiding gun or law-abiding citizens should be treated as unconstitutional. Uh, many commenters, including those identifying as former or active law enforcement or military members, echoed these sentiments by declaring that the proposed rule infringes on the rights of law-abiding gun owners, and that the phrasing of the Second Amendment shall not be infringed strictly limits or negates the ability of government to impose any regulations on firearms. One commenter, for instance, argued that the Second Amendment's reference to, quote, a well-regulated militia includes unorganized militia, which the commenter interpreted to mean any person who owns a gun. Because the military has automatic weapons, the, the, the commenter reasoned that pe the people, as the unorganized militia, are likewise constitutionally entitled to access such weapons. Numerous commenters cited the Supreme Court's Heller decision, which declared that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to bear arms. Commenters also referred to the Supreme Court's decision in Catano uh, versus Massachusetts of 2016, stating that the decision makes clear that weapons in, quote, common use cannot be banned, and I hate that one as well, and I'll get into why. Uh, one commenter pointed out that if bump stock type devices were uh, now machine guns, then about 500,000 people would be uh, instant felons, and it goes on from there. Here is the department's response. The department does not believe that the proposed regulation violates the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court has indicated, and several lower courts have uh, squarely held, that the Second Amendment does not protect a right to possess a machine gun. Because bump stock type devices are machine gun conversions devices that qualify as machine guns under federal law, prohibiting them does not violate the Second Amendment. This is the Department of Justice. Uh, or, I guess, Department of Injustice is probably like. And here is why I think that we screwed the pooch, and I say we generally, in citing Heller. Heller is not a good decision for us. Um, because even Scalia wrote in that opinion that the that the Second Amendment is not um, unlimited. And that's where, that's where they really make us look like we have egg on our faces, because they even uh, quote that. Quote, like most rights, the, sec the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. In Heller, for example, the Supreme Court recognized an important limitation on the right to keep and carry arms, the historical tradition of prohibiting the carry of dangerous and unusual weapons. More specifically and importantly, for the purposes of rulemaking, the court explicitly described machine guns as the kind of dangerous and unusual weapons not protected by the Second Amendment. In the course of explaining the court's holding in the U.S. v. Miller, upholding the federal prohibition on short-barreled shotguns, the court noted that a portion of the Miller uh, of Miller could be read as in isolation to mean that only weapons useful in warfare are protected by the Second Amendment. Heller uh, says, but that would be uh, is quoting here. That would be a startling reading of the opinion, the court continued, since it would mean that the National Firearms Act's restriction on machine guns might be unconstitutional, machine guns being used in warfare in 1939. Thus, Heller made clear that machine guns, like short-barreled shotguns, are not, quote, weapons typically possessed by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes, 
and thus falls outside of the scope of the Second Amendment as historically understood. understood. Accepting that M16 rifles are dangerous and unusual weapons that may be banned. This is why this this is why I think we have a big problem. And this is not a condemnation on you uh, or or anybody in specific, specifically, but the problem is that mo- a lot of Americans do not read past the headlines. They read Supreme Court upholds Second Amendment. Heller says this, when if you read the decision, it doesn't. The Department of Justice just used the Heller decision against us uh, and because they actually cited the court's ruling, whereas we tr- tried to and mis- misinterpreted and or didn't even read the Heller decision. They, we just used a generalized uh, comment regarding it, and that is a problem. We need to become far more intellectual in this country if we are going to win. We really need to get people to mobilize their brain. Because if we don't, then this is what we get. We get over 185,000 comments, over 64% of which support a unilateral executive order ban on a device that should be protected under the Second Amendment. The purpose of the Second Amendment is to protect your right to life from any entity, no matter what that might be. That, I mean, it just, I don't understand. I don't understand why. I, I Actually, I take that back. I do understand why. And it's sad. The commenters who supported the ban were all, all of them, mobilized by emotion. And emotion is a powerful thing to uh, to motivate people. Emotion is what gets bad laws enacted. Emotion is what drove prohibition. Emotion is what drives the vast majority of bad laws in this country. Emotion is why California has turned into a liberal cesspool and why Texas is still having a hard time fighting uh, getting constitutional carry enacted. We need to be smarter about this. We really do. Because if we don't start really delving down into our arguments and examining them as deeply as humanly possible, then we are going to lose and we are going to do so with egg on our face. We need a, we need to start reading more, we need to start getting more active and we need to start uh, we need to stop making excuses for politicians who act against our best interests. But ultimately, we can't replace those politicians without other people. We need to get other people involved. This is a, a, a unique time in history. We have access to all of the information that we could ever dream of wanting to know at the tip of our fingers. It rests in, a, in an endless library that fits in our pocket. 
We take it with us everywhere, and yet we don't utilize it to better ourselves and help people understand exactly what is going on. There are YouTube channels, and there are uh, podcasts, and there are there's there's so much information out there. You can go to congress.gov right now and read pieces of legislation and figure out what they mean. You can see what they mean. You can read them before Congress even votes on them. Speaking of which, you know, uh, a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, the Democrats have the House, um, but thank God the Republicans still have control of the Senate. Well, um, I don't know how how much we can thank God for that because it's looking uh, pretty detrimental because... Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, has just introduced a bill um, that would, uh, well, let me pull it up here. The bill, uh, I, I can't read it just yet because it is, it, the text of it has not been uploaded, but the title of the bill has been, it is, a bill to provide family members of an individual who they fear is a danger to himself, herself, or others, or law enforcement with the tools to prevent gun violence. This is uh, a Senate bill that has been introduced by Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida. And if you look at the co-sponsors... It has three co-sponsors, Jack Reed, Democrat from Rhode Island, uh, Angus King, Independent from Maine, Democrat, and Susan Collins, Republican from Maine. So both of your Maine senators have tacked onto this, it's it's a red flag bill. And, um, well, let's see, two Republicans, uh, well, we only have 51 Republicans left in the Senate to fight this. Do you think it'll be that hard for to get two more on board and then have a majority to pass this this uh, this bill out of out of the Senate, or just to tie them up? All you need is a majority of the senators present. You tie up two senators in a meeting. It happens, and then it goes to the House, and we all know that there are two hundred and thirty-five. Uh, members of Congress, uh, members of Congress that are Democrats. So, you have two hundred and thirty-five Democrats in the House. That's already a majority. All you need is a majority there, and then it'll go to President Trump's desk. He's already signed the fix next bill. He's been on. He he has said on video, "I support uh, taking the guns first, and then worrying about due process later." Bad things are coming to America, my friends. And we really need to be active. Or else we will lose our rights. This is not a doomsday scenario. Uh, this is not something that uh, I think is might happen. Yeah, th- this, is, this is not some... Uh, fiction that I'm trying to read to you in order to motivate you to um, to give us money. This is real. 
And unless we step up and act, then our rights are going to go away. It's as simple as that. Now, um, I did tell y'all last episode before the end of the year that we are building a social media website. And yes, it is going to cost for membership. And your the money that we make off of that is all going to fund our fights. Um, that is still in the works, and we are hoping to get things figured out and done soon. Um, stay tuned. We will let you know. I know that's not really new information, but we're looking at getting that done here in the next couple of weeks. Um, membership is still going to be $6 a month or $60 for the year. And, um, we really hope that, uh, that you sign up and become a member. Um, we're working with a lot of content providers to make sure that we get you all the content that you want and that you need. And also we're looking to get, um, uh, or the, the forum is, is looking awesome. It's, it's looking as if it's going to be very interactive and very enjoyable by many people especially the buy-sell-trade area. Um, so if you have a gun that you want to buy uh, or sell, that's where you would go to post it. Um, also, the Texas Legislative Session starts this week, um, and we have an uphill battle. We have 140 days to get constitutional carry passed, and we have more opposition than we did before. The Republicans lost a lot of seats in, the, in this last election, uh, we still have a majority in both chambers, but it's going to be that much harder. So we will see how things pan out. I will keep you posted on the happenings of the legislature as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, also whenever we do launch our site, the podcast will be live streamed on Sundays in 1080p. You can watch it right on your phone. Um, and I'm really excited for that just because I... I'm excited for it. I, I think it'll be great to interact with y'all live. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and stay tuned to our Facebook page. Stay tuned to, um, to, to the news because we will, things are going to get hot and heavy here in Texas starting this week. So, uh, make sure you have notifications turned on and anytime we post something, come and take a look at it, share it as much as you can and, uh, stay tuned. Uh, and until next Monday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production, hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019.